It's probably cliche to say something like, less is more, but I think it's true, especially when it comes to making a podcast. Now that might seem weird. I mean, longer episodes tend to have more information, but with those longer episodes, a lot of information can get lost, just buried in the conversation. On the flip side, when people try to intentionally make episodes shorter, it can feel, I don't know, a bit, shallow is not the right word, maybe impersonal? Well, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't always work. But in this episode, we'll look at a podcaster who found a pretty good workaround, by accident, at first. Welcome back to audience, a Castos original experience. Broadcasting from the center of your audio universe, where creative podcasters find their home at castos.com. Press play right here in your podcast player every week. It's like a cheat sheet for marketing, monetizing, growing, and creating your podcast. So good, you'll want to share castos.com slash audience with your closest friends. Okay, audience starts now. Stuart here, for me. Making a podcast is more art than science, which could make it kind of hard to describe the best way to make a podcast because in all transparency, as I've said before, there's no one way to make a podcast. But what if I showed you a good example of a podcast that works really well? Enter Mandy Leto. My name is Mandy Leto. I am Canadian, but I live in London, England. And my day job is actually a coach. I'm an executive coach. I help people to get out of their own way. And the podcast that I've created, which is called Enough, the podcast, is a kind of additional resource that people can have access to me, my clients mainly, but other listeners too, of how they can get all the stuff out of the way that's blocking them from coming back to their wholeness. Because we're already all enough and we're already all whole. It's just we forget that in our adulting and in our day-to-day -day life. She's also one of our Castos clients, so I've gotten to work pretty closely with her. Together, we use an approach that I informally and frankly just kind of made up call working backwards to move forward. This loose framework for an episode is basically this. After researching and then booking a guest, Mandy will record an interview with said guest, and it can sometimes run pretty long, so she then has me edit out the parts that she doesn't want to include and we bridge the episode together through music beds and short monologues that kind of give the episode context. Now granted, this requires a little bit more work on her end and some on mine, but I think it makes an episode better. Also, it's how I make all these audience episodes. To demonstrate this, I'm going to steal an idea directly from another Castos original, Three Clips. And yes, this is also a plug for Three Clips. You can check it out at threeclipspodcast.com or on your podcast app of choice. Anyway, I'm going to play a quick clip from Enough, the podcast. It comes from episode 18, which was released on October 21st, 2021. Mandy's interviewing Luisa Milano, a fellow business coach, and together they get into some pretty deep personal stories. Listen closely to this clip as Mandy cuts away from the conversation, delivers a monologue, and then tees up a part of a conversation she wants to emphasize he's not needed or she's not needed anymore because we continue to police each other and most insidiously we continue to police ourselves 
Okay, so if I say so myself, how cool is this episode and this woman? <laughs> I want to bring Louisa back in just a moment to explain what her daily process is for self-creation now as a 40-year-old woman looking back. So what I'm relieved that she shares with us is that she never steps out of the good girl energy. It stays in us. It's part of us. We cannot have it surgically removed. It doesn't disappear with a course or a magic pill or any other thing that your finger might be hovering over the buy now button. It doesn't work, folks. It's deep daily inner work that keeps coming back and back and back and I'm so glad that she's authentically and honestly sharing that with us. So I'm curious how Louisa practices that as a technique because I think this will be a torch in your own journey for those dark periods. How Louisa do you go from being good girl to being sovereign woman. Oh, I love that phrase from Monique DeBose's episode. How do we do it? So to me, sovereignty implies a level of consciousness and awareness to now. Pretty cool, huh? That short monologue that Mandy delivered was just over a minute long and replaced several minutes that turned out to not be super useful to the episode. By doing that, Mandy not only made the episode more digestible, but she was able to emphasize information that she wanted the audience to really absorb. In this case, it was how Louisa went from being a quote-unquote good girl, her words not mine, to a sovereign woman, concepts that make a lot more sense in the context of full episodes, which I highly recommend listening to. We do that several times throughout each episode, and it turns episodes that would have lasted close to an hour down to about 20 minutes. By the end, only the best parts of the conversation remain, and it's easier to retain the information. The reason I started to do this punctuation of the episode by narration, that was after a total screw-up. There was something that had happened with my recording equipment. My mic, I think, somehow got pulled slightly out of the socket. So when I was recording with a previous guest... You could hear her in the recording, but I was completely wiped out. There was just like big blanks. And I, this was a, a guest that was pretty tricky to get on the episode. And I had, I thought, oh, asking her to come on again. So this is where me and Mahin, we, we sat down and thought, what can we do to salvage this episode? And all of a sudden, ting, I had this light bulb moment. I'm going to narrate the blanks. And then we could eliminate some of the stuff where she, the, the guest had gone a little bit off piste. And this is where my editing skills as a writer is just like cut, 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 cut. My job and what I've really used to turn the podcast slightly into a different direction as a result of that episode, which was a total winner and total accident. That was a, a masterclass in making lemonade out of lemons. So I was pulling out as many Jenga blocks as possible while letting the structure still stand. This is how I create every podcast. If I can cut an extra sentence, an extra couple of words, I just keep pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling until there's n there's almost no extra left. I sometimes just 
fall into a deep slumber when I'm listening to a standard long form episode, one of my core values is innovation and creativity. So I'm always looking for ways. How can I chop this up and dice it up in a way that makes it slightly innovative, but still feel like the same podcast? So from that happy accident, then I started to do that technique a lot more, which means I can eliminate when I sit down and listen to the final episode you know, the final recording to decide how to start asking you to edit it is I start to think, what are the interesting bits? What are the bits that feel a bit like they, those Jenga blocks can be pulled out without anything being lost in the, in, in the structure of the initial thing. And that way I can take an hour podcast down to 18 minutes. And if the bridges feel wonky, that's when I just cut the episode and I speak it in. Or if the guest takes 10 minutes to say something I could say in one minute, I write myself a couple bullet points so that I make sure I cover all of them and I narrate it and we tighten the podcast by eliminating them being repetitive. And I also use this technique of narration, say someone's telling their story, but the story isn't, it needs to be told, but there's just too much of it that it would take up all of the podcast. So like I did with episode one, of my podcast, I upfront narrated this individual story. And then we dropped right into the conversation without any kind of introductions. I just tee that up in my intro. I'm saying we are cannonballing right into this story. And David is telling us about what it was like to be little David. And, you know, we just, we move, move, move really, really quickly. So I'm looking for pace and I'm looking for a little bit of surprise for the listener too, that it's not always the same. And it's also a way of eliminating pieces of the story in the, in the initial interview that don't turn out to be relevant. The reason I say this is working backwards is because a lot of podcasters tend to spend a ton of time writing questions, making outlines and all that. Now, I'm not saying don't do those things, but a lot of times you don't know exactly what an episode is until you record it. So sometimes it helps to just record an interview and then go back and write notes and frame the episode that way. I like to think about the podcast as every episode is kind of like a mosaic of something bigger. I'm trying to create a community with this podcast, a community of repeat guests, a community where listeners can recognize themes from previous episodes. And I might draw on a guest again and again and again by just putting in a snippet of their previous podcast or get something new from them. So I'm thinking way bigger than just episode by episode. That's what I did in my first podcast. And I realized that I wanted to create something much bigger than this. So if I use a coaching phrase, I pull myself up onto the balcony and I look down on what is the experience that I want listeners to have. I want my podcast to be an experience. So if I see that there's certain themes that are really resonating with listeners or that there's a whole through line through the whole podcast. If I feel like we've done some episodes that have been like really intense and deep, then I think like a writer would think now we need it or like a script writer would think now we need a bit of levity. We need to lighten things up a bit. Now we've done a lot of depth. Now we've done some levity. Now we need some, some instruction. Like we need something really practical. So I'm always on the balcony looking at the big picture below of 
giving a little bit of this and now I'm intuiting that we've had enough of that. We're going to move slightly to bring more lightness, more levity, more fun. Now we need some kind of geekery and intellectual stuff. So it's not that I'm just building it and hooking it up like a train, one episode linking to the next. I'm really pulling back and looking at it holistically. And then what I do is I always have a running list of guests who I know will jive well with my listeners. And then what I do is I work with my podcast manager and we like spread our papers all over and we have long conversations of thinking like what feels good to, to start putting in the next couple of episodes. We've had intensity. We've had laughter. What do we need now? Do we need a male voice? Do we need a non-binary voice? Do we need a person of color? What is it that we need that would feel good that each episode feels like it naturally slides one into the next, even if it's not obvious to the listener at first. So I think that would be the first thing I would say is I really pull myself up onto the balcony and I think about the whole show as a whole. Where are we evolving to? What do we need in this moment? Are you ever surprised at the at the direction an, an episode goes? Like you might have you might be thinking about it from a certain angle. But then maybe the, the the guest is saying things you weren't anticipating and the episode becomes something different. Does that ever happen? Always. 100% of the time. Even if I've had a pre-call with a guest and we have agreed a very loose structure, this is where, in addition to my funeral home experience and my investment banking experience and my artistic experience, where my coaching experience really comes to the fore. My job in that interview is to create safety for that guest, that they feel that they can open up. Um, you know, I will offer them if they, at the end of each episode, when the when the tapes stop rolling, is there anything that you wish you wouldn't have said? Are you having a vulnerability hangover? Any of that, that they feel this, that they have safety and they usually go, yeah, I'm really feeling a little slightly sick that I said all those things, but it's good. It felt you know, it felt nutritive to speak that out into the world and maybe it'll help someone. So my real number one job at the beginning is to create safety because as a coach, I know that that conversation will meander into all sorts of unexpected, delicious places that exceed my wildest expectations in any kind of pre-conversation or plan that I could have made. So I tend to over-record and then what I do is I take out my little podcast bonsai scissors and I like shape it into something based on what shows up when that person feels seen and heard and when I've created that safety for them in that conversation. So I get that not everyone has time to make episodes this way, which is fine. Not to put too fine a point on it, but there's no one way to make a podcast. But even if you decide this style of creating is not for you, I hope you'll take this away from what Mandy had to say. Because frankly, I think it's applicable to just about any podcaster. The show that I've made is primarily for me. I want to make something that feels beautiful. I want to feel great after listening to it. It's a profoundly creative act for me. So I do what feels good for me. Sometimes it means that I'm changing the way that the show feels. And it, I'm really trusting my intuition. So first and foremost, it's a creative act for me. And I'm not looking to have gazillions of followers. That's not my aim for this. This podcast is for almost no one. This podcast is for people who are questioning, they're curious, they're probably into self-development, but maybe from a slightly different perspective. They'll appreciate 
the craft with which this podcast is made. So I like to think of it a little bit as infotainment, you know, that there's information here and I'm really looking for creating range. And I'm talking about creative range, emotional range, that there's enough of a golden thread that it feels like the same show week to week, but that some weeks it might really feel like a gut punch listening to it. Like, wow, that was a really deep story. And the next week they might be laughing or that might even happen in one show. So primarily for me, it's almost for no one. And I'm trusting that if I build something that feels good to make, that the right people will gravitate towards it. You can listen to Enough, the podcast, on your podcast app of choice or by visiting mandyletto.com. You can also learn more about all that Castos offers at castos.com. Hey there, listener. It's Matt. Before you go, I want to offer you, the aspiring podcaster, two special items. Number one, if you haven't started a podcast yet or you want to find a better podcast hosting company, start here at Castos. Use our coupon code AUDIENCE20, that's AUDIENCE20, when you sign up for a new account at castos.com. Start a podcast like the one you just heard or about gluten-free muffins, whatever it is, will help you get your podcast out into the world. Number two, did you know that our Academy is free? Enroll today for free at academy.castos.com. Get access to our courses, videos, and templates all for free. Thanks for listening to the audience podcast today. We hope we're helping you become a better podcaster. All that's left for you to do is share this episode on social media. Bye for now. Hey, Stuart here. If you've made it this far into the episode, you probably want to learn more about making podcasts. Well, you're in luck because another series we produce here at Castos is called Three Clips. Hosted by Evo Terra, we aim to demystify the art of making podcasts by chatting with some of the best podcasters in the biz. Each week, we'll be breaking apart the mechanics of making an episode by analyzing three clips from each show we feature. Hence the title, Three Clips. Three Clips is available at threeclipspodcast.com or your podcast app of choice.